For streaming, creating, gaming, and more, power your passions for less during Dell's exceptional cyber savings event. Enjoy up to $400 off stunning laptops like the XPS, along with high-performance desktops and next-level Alienware systems, redefining what's possible with 10th-gen Intel Core processors. Shop special prices on top-brand electronics and accessories, plus enjoy free shipping on everything. Don't forget to ask for Intel when you call 1-800-BUY-DELL. That's 1-800-BUY-DELL. Hello, it is Tuesday, November 19th, live from Indianapolis, Indiana, with all of the boys here. Nick and Connor are sitting on a couch together. Diggs is here, Todd's here, Ty, Zito, Evan Fox, and even an illegal immigrant, Gumpy. (laughs) (laughs) You got deported. The last time you were here, you actually got deported. And then a letter was sent for you not to come back, but here you are. We're very thankful to have you, Gump. Turn on your microphone. <laughs> it's on. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate you, Gumpy. We also appreciate the presenting sponsor of the show, the same as it is, and it always has been, our friends at SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the greatest ticket buying platform on planet Earth and the, the moon. moon. That's right. If you're going to buy a ticket to any live event on planet Earth or the moon, you better use SeatGeek because SeatGeek scans all the other ticket buying platforms make sure you're getting the best value at every single ticket available. Now, if you use promo code PAT, you get $10 off your first order. Promo code McAfee, $20 off your first order. Wow. 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 Now remember, it must be your first order. So if it's not your first order, maybe we create a new email. Sign up again. I didn't tell you to do that, though. That was from your friends at SeatGeek, the greatest ticket buying platform ever. You want to go to a sporting event? SeatGeek got your back. You want to go to a concert? SeatGeek got your back. You want to go to a play? SeatGeek got your back. You want to go to comedy? SeatGeek got your back. Anything that has tickets, SeatGeek has the best tickets available for you. They got us into Elton John last week. Fantastic show, too. Evan Fox and I would recommend highly seeing Elton John in person. I will never forget it. Ever. In my entire life. Time stood still Mm -hmm. for what felt like five minutes, Mm -hmm. but it was a three-hour show. Thank you so much, SeatGeek. Thank you so much, Elton John. Oh, he's in town March 26th. Makeup show. Yeah, it's the rescheduled day. He's going to cancel it again. <laughs> I love Elton, but I'm, I'm on to you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Let's get to this conversation with one of the most handsome humans on earth. Joining us now is a man who's the voice of college football. I've got a chance to hang around him a little bit more this fall to watch him interact with humans and share his brain on a weekly basis has been nothing short of fantastic. You can see him on College Game Day. You can hear him on the primetime game on ABC. Ladies and gentlemen, the handsome former quarterback, Kirk Herbstreit. Yeah. What up, man? How are you? So what did you come up with the idea to, to jump into the to the, to the uh, river? <laughs> I know you're busy, you and your crew, and, and, and we've been fortunate enough to have you guys on the last uh, two of the last three weeks. But I want to ask you, people are like, when did you know he's going to go and jump in the river? I go, I don't think I really knew. He said something. You said something to me on the octagon, and I was like... Yeah. I said, I, I didn't said, really know what you were talking about. You, I said, hey, like, Kirk. I'm going, I'm going into the Brazos. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what you were talking I about. I did. I said, hey, Kirk, 
I think I'm fucking going into the Brazos River. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, we're like 10 seconds to air. You're like, excuse me, we got like a thousand people around us. Think about this. And I just look at him, I shake his hand. Hey, nice to see you this morning. Uh, I think I'm going into the fucking Brazos today. And he just goes, what? And he started cackling. You started cackling. And then we were back on air right after like a pretty serious video piece. And I was like, oh, I almost just ruined yeah. everything right there. I got to keep my mouth shut. Yeah, dude, you've been, you've been awesome. I, I, I told you when I uh, texted you after, it's hard to come into an established show like that, you know, and kind of feel like, where do I fit in? These guys have been doing this a hundred years, but the greatest thing is you just are being you, you know, it's been, it's been a breath of fresh air. We hope to have you on hopefully every week as far as I'm concerned, but we, uh, I've been telling you forever, forget celebrity picker, bro. You, you, you got to roll, you got to roll on the, on the show now. Good for the boys when we just heard that. <laughs> obviously, obviously, big fan of the show. I told you this whenever we talked to you last time. That's on in every single football facility across America. So I literally watched every single show because I would be hanging out in the training room while everybody else is watching film, coming back in, going back out. I used to watch College Game Day in its entirety with our athletic trainers and our equipment managers. So the first morning that I was on College Game Day, I get a picture from one of the athletic trainers. His name's Kyle. And it's a picture of everybody watching with me up on the screen, right? And they're like, you made us proud, bud. And it was like a reminisce back to the old days. And then this yeah. past weekend, equipment manager Froggy, who used to watch, he was like, man, we used to talk about what you would do if you ever got on there. <laughs> and you today was you jumped into a river. <laughs> hey, how deep was that river? Four feet. <laughs> Four feet. Wow. Kirk. So Kirk. you didn't do a scouting report on that. Huh? <laughs> I did. I, I, I took notes. I asked personnel. I did the whole thing. I asked the old captain of the ship as soon as I got on. I was like, how deep is this thing? And he was like, eight feet. I'm like, oh, money. So then I go upstairs, and I guess there was a full conversation that was happening down on the main deck that it was nowhere near eight to ten. <laughs> the, one, the one producer screams to another producer. He goes, uh, does he know that it is too shallow to jump off of the top? And I guess we want live, right, as that guy was saying that. Because oh, that, no. that message never got relayed to me. <laughs> so if I didn't do the belly flop, Kirk. Oh. Right? The belly flop, I think, saved me because there's more yeah. body mass that kind of. Because I think I only went down like a foot, maybe. Yeah. My head pops yeah. up so quick. I think I could have done that in two foot of water. So let's remember <laughs> that for future game days <laughs> that I can belly flop. Well, that, that, was, that was a great moment. And yeah, I, the belly flop was good theater, but it turns out it saved your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did it on purpose, obviously. And then if you see when I got in there, because you can't see the bottom because it was a bit muddy, by the way, felt good to get that muddy river water back in my mouth like Pittsburgh whenever we were kids. <laughs> felt good to get back into the grit of it. I was like, you see me start flailing my arms because my boots were filling up with water and just starting to suck me down. So I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm gonna have to do this. And then all of a sudden I feel something. I'm like, wait a minute that is way too low and i stand up that thing was like right here on me and i'm like oh my god I just jumped into a kiddie pool <laughs> it was a cool moment though i have so much oh, fun it's classic hey your show is so much fun that is a there's no other show like that show i don't think like ever existed. you know what's, what's cool is the live crowd you know the 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 crowd is so um authentic and it's 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 a big part we try to make it a big part of the show you can feel it you know what i'm talking about you, you you're down there for that uh twitter show before you can kind of feel the energy uh kind of building and growing and and then you know by the time the show's going on uh it's no different because i've talked with guys who are artists that go around and play in different venues whether it's big stadiums or arenas 
and they're all sold out. You know, a lot of these guys, they sell out arenas. But they said sometimes you get to a certain arena or a certain stadium venue and, and it kind of feeds back to you, the crowd and the energy feeds back. And I think, you know, you could feel that in the shows that you've been on, especially when we were over at Memphis, you could see what they mean when they say that. And I think our crowd were just so lucky because a lot of these studio shows, the NFL's tried it, some of these other shows try it. It's just kind of like people randomly standing behind the yeah. guys on TV and they're just trying to get on TV. Our crowd is is like it's I don't know it's hard to describe you know but it's it's real energy and I, and we appreciate it's it. It's a festival. That's exactly what yeah. it feels like. It feels like a football festival for and everybody has positive vibes just like in a music festival. Everybody has positive vibes because there's a lot of hope and optimism because the game hasn't happened yet. Everybody thinks they're going to win and if game day's there it's a big game so it's a good day. It's just like it's a perfect mix of people having a good night and early morning. People yeah. wanting to support their team, and also they feel like they have to show up for their mm -hmm. school. Like if their school doesn't show up, they look bad because game day is a staple almost of Americana, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think they look at the opportunity to send a message to the country that, you know, game day's here, and this is our chance to, to kind of celebrate our team and show everybody that we love our team better than everybody else does. So every week it seems to be a different kind of flavor, different feel. This week we got Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I so you, this week you got you got to study up all your different uh, chants and and uh, all the different things they do. Well, OH got, is all you remember. You need to know oh, this week. Yeah. Oh yeah, believe me, I did. Uh, we did a stand-up show over in Columbus just a few months ago. Best venue we were at the entire time was awesome. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, if you feel a little dry spot, all you got to do is drop a... Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, Everybody starts screaming. And I got to dot that's the it. I. I think you got to dot the I, too. I think that's a big deal, right, in the whole thing? Oh, my God. That's like... I think there's been... You have to look it up. I think there's been more than four or five people in the history of, of uh, Script Ohio that have dotted the I, that have not been a band member. It's like Woody Hayes, uh, John Glenn... Um, I don't. I I can't remember. It's very. There's like I said, three or four people have ever done. Buzz Jack Aldrin. <laughs> <laughs> Got an astronaut. Yeah, that sounds like a good goal for you this week. No, I don't think this week is the time. Maybe next time. But for you, going back to the place that you played at. Obviously, you're so far removed now. You've done so much college football, so you got people judging you from everywhere because you're either too yeah. hard on their team or too nice to another team or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but going back to Ohio State, is it special? It has to be. Oh yeah, I love going back. You know, I I I just think the um, not just as being a former player. Just so you know, my background. My dad played there. He was a captain there uh, about way back in 1960, and then he coached with Woody Hayes. So I grew up with that, and then I became a player, and then I ended up becoming a captain for myself. So despite what the lunatic five percent fringe will tell you that I hate Ohio State, I mean Ohio State pumps through my my veins. You know I just yeah. love the Buckeyes, always have. But I got a job to do, like you do. You know we we subject you, you break down the games. You have to be fair and objective when you when you uh, break things down. The funny thing is now Ohio State's really 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 good. And anytime anytime you say anything positive about Homer, Ohio State, yeah, you're a Homer. You know of course. Uh, but yeah, going back to Columbus, and, and hopefully you're there this week, you guys. You'll you'll see ridiculous energy. It's an early kick, um, and it'll be electric atmosphere. Especially, it always is, but especially when Penn State and those all white unis come into Columbus, it tends to go up a notch or two. So it it'll be as good a scene as you'll see this entire year. Ohio State, the best team in the country. 
LSU is so damn good, man. Yeah, I mean, LSU, their resume, I mean, you follow it. LSU, what they've done offensively is ridiculous. Joe Burrow, those receivers, Joe Brady coming over from the Saints, that's insane uh, what they're doing. But Ohio State, offense and defense, I don't know. I've been following Ohio State for a long time. I don't know if I can remember a team that's been this good and this consistent on both sides of the ball, going back to week one all the way through. I mean, Ryan Day, you, you imagine filling the shoes of Urban Meyer I know. and then doing it this way. I mean, yeah. it's, it's been – it's. I mean, you'd expect a bad half, a game where you're just trying to – you don't show up ready. You know how it is. It's hard to be ready every week. You you'd expect them to show up and be flat, and they have it. Like every single week, this team has been playing A-plus football – and so from in that regard, it's easy to say they're the most complete team in the country by far. But LSU's offense and the fact that LSU's beaten Alabama, they've beaten Auburn, they've beaten Florida, they beat Texas, uh, hard to argue with, with what they've accomplished as far as their resume. Okay, so let's, let's, can we explain to people who aren't big college football fans or aren't they're NFL fans, not college football fans, the college football playoff committee that meets tonight, their, their rankings will come out tonight uh, on ESPN. It's... Can't wait to hear what happens. Um, always, by the way, a lot to discuss whenever this happens. What is that? It's a group of how many humans go in where and who are they, and then they come out and bang, bang. This is our subjective feeling on who should be in the top four or not. Well, for NFL fans that, that don't follow the college game, um, first of all, I don't know how you, you you follow the NFL game until we get to the postseason. I tell you, you watch it. <laughs> You watch a one o'clock NFL game, unless it's your team. Holy shit, is that boring? <laughs> it is awful. But if you watch the college game, uh, it the, the, you used a great word, subjective, because NFL. If you finish nine and seven and you're tied for the, the division lead, you got like five or six different tiebreakers, and eventually somebody wins the division. In college, you try to win your, your conference, but it's subjective when it comes to getting to the top four for the playoff. And everybody looks at this four-team playoff. To me, what Minnesota did last week was part of the playoff. The entire <sighs> season is really a playoff. <sighs> you know, I know you're – row the boat. <laughs> I know you're down after that one. That was I'm tough, sorry, Mark. man. It's tough. I went after the college football playoff committee pretty hard. <laughs> and then it just laid an egg for me well, right in that boat. Yeah, yeah, and Baylor, you know, Baylor went down. Oh. But the, but the reality here is, you know, it's like twelve or thirteen people. They they're former, some of them former athletic directors. Um, you, you got former coaches, uh, different administrators. Just if there's different people that are in there to subjectively try to look at different analytics. You have coaches in there to look at the eye test, um, and they try to come together every week with who they think are the four best teams, and then. The team at five, six, seven, and eight is they're throwing things at the TV and throwing things at you and me, and everybody's <laughs> upset about everything. And that's the beauty of, of college football. But yeah, th- these these rankings every Tuesday, obviously they don't really matter until we get to the the final rankings uh, the first weekend in December when that when that's official at that point. It's great talking fodder, though. Oh I mean, yeah, it is. It moves yeah. the needle, Kirk. I want to you know, as somebody who lives on the YouTube now as a YouTuber. Rankings and me reacting to them moves the needle. Oh my God! Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. People, people look at this like Clemson was five in the first. Oh, ranking. they don't <laughs> to be the man. You gotta beat the man. I am yeah. sick of this subjective group of men and women in there who refuse to acknowledge that Clemson is the national champion. Have they lost? 
No. How do you have him outside the playoff? You've got to be kidding me. That moves the needle. Right there. <laughs> Kirk, that right there, Kirk. Boy, that that little clip right there, boy. That moves the needle, Kirk, on the internet. And oh, yeah. I respect- if you want to move the needle, just talk about Alabama mm-hmm. and, and where do they fit. Uh, should they be in? Should they not be in? Because no matter what you say, you're going to alienate half the audience. So if you say, oh, yeah, they're one of the best four, they should be in, you're – you're dead to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and if you say they should not be in, you're, you're dead to people in the South. So, yeah, that, if you want to move the needle, just talk Alabama. Because I, I think Alabama's going to end up being left out. Whoa. Because Whoa. of two is injured. Clip that. Clip that. Somebody clip that. <laughs> Kirk Herb Street, voice coach football, doesn't think Alabama's good at football. Did you hear him just well, say no, that? No, no, no. I just heard yeah, I just heard his name. Did you hear him just say No, is it because of Tua, though? Is that a real? No, no. I, I felt, you know, two years ago, Alabama's just Alabama, right? They got all these first-rounders. They lost to Auburn two years ago. They didn't even go to the SEC championship. And I was one of the guys that said, I don't really care that they're not in the SEC championship. They're still one of the best four. They got to go. They got to be in the the, uh, the final four. And they ended up getting in over Big Ten champ Ohio State. Oh. This year, just personally, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that. They, they don't feel, even with Tua, that defense is not, they're young. They, they, their best player, Dylan Moses, is out for the year at the beginning of the year. They just not gelled with all those youngsters on that side of the ball. They got a great offense. And, and, and when Tua was in there and those receivers are dynamic, but um, with his ankle injury and with the way they're playing defense, and of course now he's out for the year, even with him, I felt when they lost to LSU, they'd be on the outside looking in. And, uh, and I still feel that they're, they're going to end up staying about where they are. And if they blow Auburn out, they're at least in the discussion. But I think either the Pac-12 champ, either Oregon or Utah, or, the, uh, or Oklahoma as a Big 12 champ will go ahead of Alabama. Wow. Because Oklahoma has a loss. So you're yep. saying a one-loss Oklahoma potentially gets in there over Alabama. That's crazy. <clears throat> Let's talk about Alabama, though. They lost a Heisman winner. They lost a national champion. They lost a name that has become synonymous with college football at this moment. Old Tua is out for the year uh, with a hip dislocation, which I guess has been different than the uh, Bo Jackson injury because they were able to yep. solve it quicker because science, shout out mm-hmm. to them, mm-hmm. uh, figuring that out quicker for us. But Tua leaving is a big deal for Alabama. How do you think it affect, affects the rest of college football, though, with Tua being out? Um, I think, first of all, I'm just glad to hear. Those first reports, you know, everybody was saying it's the same injury as Bo Jackson. And the only thing it sounds like similar was the – uh, having the hip uh, dislocation, but like you said, technology today, the fact they were able to get it back in within five minutes has a lot to do with the blood flow, evidently, and and the fact they then uh, today, this morning, they had the procedure. So everything I've heard has been very, very positive for him, which is, if I don't know if you've ever met him, but he's one of those guys when you meet him, you're like, I can be a better person. You know, I can, I can do it. He is ridiculous. Like, you just... <clears throat> you know, you, you um, he's like the last guy. And you probably, besides yourself, you probably played with guys oh, that if you walk through the facility, every trainer, every doctor, every assistant coach, every secretary, everybody had, they, you couldn't find one person to say something bad about him. And that's hard to find in a locker room with, with a bunch of football players. He's that guy. And so, you know, it's devastating to see him go down. But as far as how it impacts the game, like I said, I, I think going to Auburn could be tough for them. I don't know if it necessarily affects Bama the way it would have maybe last year or the year before when they were clearly one of the best teams. 
I think right now they're on the fringe, as I just said, of being one of the better four teams. But I think it opens up the door for uh, for the Big 12 and, and for the Pac-12 to possibly get uh, their champion in. And, you know, they've kind of uh, – most people nationally don't give the Pac-12 a whole lot of love or respect. And, you know, they, they potentially have two teams in Utah and Oregon that are going to meet with one loss that – um, I, I think uh, Tua's injury and Bama being on the outside kind of helps them out. I think the Pac-12, uh, it's Pac-12 after dark. They play mm-hmm. so late, nobody gets to watch. East Coast bias, that type of stuff happens for real, for real. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's real. The- so so let, let, can I ask you a question? So how do you do your podcast as much as you travel? How do you how do you work that out? How, <laughs> you and your crew, you just travel everywhere and, and – and just because sometimes you're standing up doing it, other times you're sitting down. And what's the deal? <clears throat> so, like, we just got off a plane 15 minutes ago mm-hmm. from New York where we did get up and then the live show, hop yep. on a plane back to here, immediately into studio in Indianapolis to chat with the voice of college football. Then I'll okay. go home, take a nap, come back in tomorrow morning, live show, record, got a cheese it commercial to shoot tomorrow. Hey! 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 Big news. Going to do Congratulations. that. Congratulations. Love Jesus. Thank you. Me too. Got to interview somebody after that for Thursday's podcast, then bed, then fly to Atlanta for Thursday Night Football, live show there. Those meetings with coaches, sleep, show, podcast, game, sleep, fly, hopefully to Columbus, bang, then we're off to run another week down. We interrupt this conversation that is going swimmingly to let you know that support for the Pat McAfee Show 2.0 comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas, listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past, and now you suck. (laughs) I, that was the first talking point was jingle balls to the walls. I figured the rest of the ad read would be able to be read. Mm-hmm. It's worth a shot. Yeah. Jingle. Thank you. Some would say you probably should read the ad before you speak about it mm. into a microphone no for way. hundreds of thousands of people. Nah. That would be probably the right move. Mm-mm. But I got rejected from broadcast boot camp three times. Three times. Three times. That's going to be a stain on that, that whole thing, I think. Yeah. If I end up getting a pretty good job and I continue to inform people and remind people that there is a, a broadcast boot camp that happens for NFL players that basically gets everybody a job that's on TV that comes from the NFL, and I was rejected from it three times, and then I go on and do what I'm going to do, that's tough to look for them. Well, you wouldn't do that. I wouldn't that's remind everyone. You'd never call them out for that. Right? I would never remind wow. people of that. Whenever I go to where I'm That's a secret that would die. Yeah. Never told. We won't talk about that again. No. Mm -mm. Uh, Three times. Three Three times. Three times. It's worse than MJ being cut by JV team. Oh, that was the worst. That was like his eighth grade year, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't that story kind of, or maybe it was his freshman year? Freshman year. Freshman year. Cut from varsity, yeah. Well, for, for the purposes of this. Yeah. Do you think the people making those decisions are the ones that are saying, McAfee sticks getting old? (laughs) (laughs) It's time to gear up and get yourself. I would assume it's time to get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. 
This revolutionary company, Manscaped, has designed the electric trimmer, their Lawnmower 2.0, which has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts this holiday season. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. Ooh. First time I use this, I've told the story a couple times. I must round shape my entire lower half of my body. <laughs> Pulled it out of his pocket. <laughs> that thing away from me. Quarantine the room. See before the nut hair hanging off it. Bro, you put that right on the mic. Fucking date seat. the control room now. Date seat, stay strapped. Now, Jeez. you never know. You got to share something off. By the way, you'll love your lawnmower 2.0 just as much as. Zito loves his lawnmower 2.0 that he wants to travel with it everywhere he goes because of its proprietary technology where you can literally go willy-nilly on your willy-nilly without the fear of nicking or snagging your nuts. It is a revolutionary device in the manscaping business from your friends at Manscaped. Now, you shouldn't be using the same razor that you use on your face that you use on your balls, okay? That's why you need the lawnmower 2.0. But I would not recommend taking the lawnmower 2.0 and rubbing it on, let's say, your toothbrush or maybe a cup you're drinking out of. Or how about a microphone that you speak into every day? I wouldn't recommend that. (laughs) My toothbrush is in here. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Who? Yourself. Get yourself. yourself. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 also includes the Prop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stink. Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I am thankful for their Crop Reviver. The product along with the Crop Preserver keep your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. And these products smell damn good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood if you know what I mean. Zito has that... (laughs) <laughs> the Reviver. <laughs> this is unbelievable. <laughs> I'm a we, big, big fan. Seriously. We just got off the plane. Yeah. I traveled it everywhere I go. Sorry. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs oh. that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> it's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxer briefs. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends, the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PAT at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PAT at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Use code PAT. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. (laughs) That's a great tagline. Back to the conversation. So... Are you married? Do you have, do you have kids? I mean, how do you, I'm you're, engaged. Uh, you're, you're busy. I am. I'm very busy. I'm engaged and I got six pets. But <laughs> when I get home, the animals, uh, uh, they, they're very forgiving of the schedule. You know, they just are excited to see me. My lady's about done with football season. <laughs> My lady's about done with football season. She's like, All right, yeah. isn't it time yeah. for you to be home for 48 hours just one time at some point? I'm like, it's coming. So, so, so how does big time wrestling come into, into play there? Because you were doing yeah. some wrestling the other night. Yeah. I was doing commentating on wrestling (laughs) in the off season. I hope something will come to be with that. I just got to find time to work out. You know, I need to get like Pollock has that incredible discipline of not eating bad things. No, he eats grass and water. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I'm just not into that. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to have a little bit of something. Yes, I just had pizza today. It's it's been yeah, impossible. It, thank you. It's been impossible to like actually get in shape. My plan was like, all right, I'm going to get in shape through this football season. Because I'm working so much, I'm just going to diet. It's good for my body. It's good for my energy. And then we're in New York, and I just walk past a place, and I'm like, I'll take two of those pepperonis. <laughs> I don't know how anybody says no to it. I don't know how people do it. I don't know how Pollock has done that with his life. Now, here's the thing. When Pollock looks in the mirror, he sees 290 pounds because he was sloppy. He got sloppy <laughs> late in his career, and, and he tried to because he played. When he was an All-American, he was like 250, 255. But he, I think he looked at himself maybe as a tweener because he was like a an outside linebacker slash defensive end. Then he, he dropped – he, so he got all the way up to like 290 – then he got back down to like 260, 270. So I think when he looks at himself, he sees this big guy. So I don't know if his goal is 195. I don't know what he's going for, but he's, he's pretty lean right now. He is thin. We, I was looking at him up on top of that pontoon boat. He had no belt on. I was like, man, if I didn't have a belt on, my entire pants would just fall. Yeah, he is. We just showed a picture of him. <laughs> he is leaning out. I mean, he is. But just chiseled. Just chiseled. I told him, I said, uh, he said something about kickers. And I said, uh, Pollock, I'll snap you in half right here in front of these, right here in front of these people. And he said, you better, you better bring a lunch is what he told me. And I started like dying laughing. I was like, that's hilarious. And I started looking him up. You know that dude had a 38-inch vertical at one point in his oh, life? Bro, I'm telling you right now, if Pollock were to play tight end, because we we have to do some of these these you know or these companies we work with, we do a flag football thing at the national championship, and I'll be the quarterback, and he'll be one of my guys I throw to. And he's like going up one-handed catch. He's like Tony Gonzalez going up <laughs> making plays. I'm like, why were you a defensive end or a defensive tackle? You, you would have made a zillion dollars and probably would still be playing if you were a tight end. No, he's a freaky, freaky athlete for sure. What about you? How, what was your playing style? What, 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 my style? Yeah. I, I was kind of – I would have really enjoyed today – this whole run pass option, threat to run, threat to throw. Yeah, back then, if, if you played in my era, you were more of a veer option guy or you were a drop back guy. I was more of an option guy. We ran a wishbone when I played. So when I came out of high school into college, I had to learn about the drop back game. I had to learn about sitting in the pocket. I was more of a dual guy, more of a, more of a runner. Oh, athlete Herbie out there. I didn't know you had yeah. – oh, I didn't know that. I should have known, by the well, way. I, you... I, I wasn't Pat White, but I, I, was, I was a four-six guy out there. Hey, retire five, by the way. Retire five, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Retire five. Um, I should have known, by the way, the suits that you wear, that you were a freak athlete. You, have you ever seen the way this oh, dude yeah. dresses? It's outrageous. Impeccable. Oh, my God. We went up on – I went up on the octagon. It was the first time I saw a suit. Whew. This guy, this guy, I don't know who the tailor is. I don't know if you're creating it. Your suit, no, 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 no. Your suit game that, your suit game is up there at the top of television, I think. Yeah. When I moved to Nashville, Eddie George, you know, a guy I played with at Ohio State, he, he's like, man, I got to hook you up with this, my tailor, this guy that helps me out. So I was like, I'm in. So from that point on, really the last eight or nine years, he, he, he not only does he do it, he'll come over on Tuesday before I leave and He'll just pull everything out. I have nothing to do with anything. I just put it pretty much whatever he says to wear, I wear. <laughs> He's doing a great job. Did he give you those bracelets too? You had this big bracelet yeah. on. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That was when I knew like Vinny started doing that too. Vinny got a new tailor, I think. 
And then he started showing up at the at these games for road games, and he would have like Gucci flip flops on with like these incredible <laughs> pants and like two bracelets. I was like, Vinny, you are killing the fucking game. He's like, oh, I don't make any of these decisions. Does. <laughs> I'm like, you. Look. By the way, what kind of year the the Colts going to the playoffs? Yeah, yeah. Got lock is that a lock? Well, if Jacoby Brissett can stay healthy. Like Jacoby Brissett, I think is an actual difference maker in the game of football. I, I think he's a dog. You know what I mean? Like I think he, I think he'll win the game for you. I think he's that type of guy. And I think, uh, I think the Colts are legit. I really like him when he's playing. Also, the keg stand Selly, that team deserves a Super Bowl championship. The team that <laughs> yeah. does the keg stand celebration without scoring that. a touchdown deserves <laughs> a Lombardi. In my, was that your idea? Who gave him that idea? <laughs> good. I think Quentin Nelson's a pretty legendary human. I would assume that was his idea. There's people partying in the background, too. I mean, it was a 10-person party out there. I yeah, I, I'm just curious because I live in Nashville where you dropped an epic line at the draft. Oh, and um, when you told him, you probably don't know who I am. I'm the punter for the Colts. We didn't punt very often against you guys. <laughs> that, was a great, that was a great line. I appreciate but that. But they are – you guys right now, I'm looking at it. Oh, yeah, you and the Texans are going toe-to-toe there for the top of the division. You, you got a great shot. Well, Deshaun Watson got his ass beat last week against the Ravens. It seems he like that's did. He did. And that's been his like kind of M.O. through his whole career is the Texans can't take care of him. He just keeps getting his ass beat. I'm scared he's going to get the Andrew Luck thing where he stops enjoying the game because of how bad he gets beat up. He is an incredible talent. When Davo Sweeney said, this guy's the yeah. Michael Jordan of football, Everybody kind of scoffed at him, but once he yeah. started getting hottier, it's good. You got to see Deshaun and Lamar. I think you called yeah. that game. Yeah. Those two are taking over the league right now. I cannot believe. I'm so happy for Lamar. Who would have thought? Think about the era that, that when you, you played. If you would have said that the skill set of Lamar Jackson is going to become legendary, uh, it's one thing to try to figure out a Big 12 quarterback, You know, like when Sam Bradford was coming out or what we see now with Pat Mahomes out of Texas Tech who does crazy things every Sunday. But Lamar, because he was so athletic, but he wasn't the guy that's going to sit in the pocket. A lot of, when he was coming out, go back to the draft, 90%, 80% of people said he can't throw. Can't, if he can't make plays from the pocket, nope, can't play, no way. They want him to and be a wide out. I think, right? Yeah, try to move the wide out. Now he looks like he's literally playing, like, I don't know, Pop Warner football against NFL defenses, middle school football. Like, he's, he's playing by a different set of rules than anybody in the history of the game has ever played at that position. Also, he's throwing the ball well, top five in yeah. passing. I mean, he is – it's not a, the cleanest delivery. It doesn't no. look like that. But Phillip Rivers doesn't have that clean of a delivery, and he's been able to play a long time. As long as Lamar can drop it into a bucket, who gives a damn yeah. how he throws And, and the, the other thing is when he moves, you know, people – again, you go back to the old-school NFL way of thinking, well, in the NFL, he's going to get hit. He can't – he won't last – he doesn't really get hit. He, he's he's like a slinky. Like he's just able to just kind of maneuver around and under. And I don't know how often do you really see him get blasted in a game. Okay, you really so, don't. So here's a stat: he has been hit 118 times this season, which is the most in the NFL for a quarterback. Okay, he's been hit 118 times. In comparison, Christian McCaffrey. 246 times. So their offense runs through him as well. And nobody's like, well, is Christian going to be able to hold up? Lamar yeah. is taking different hits than Christian, too. I feel like he knows they're coming. He's sliding. I talked about T.Y. Hilton has this ability where whenever a big hit's coming, he has this ability to kind of get out of the way of it. So he, yep. I think it still technically counts as a hit, but it's not a real one. Lamar, though, I think what they're going to tell him is you you have to stop attempting to run people over because <laughs> yeah. you're going to have to stop. But that like you're just at somehow you're going to have to 
turn that down and just go down because at the end of a couple runs there he was looking for contact almost and it was like i respect the hell out of what you're doing right now yeah but let's yeah. not let that affect everything yeah. else you know what i mean and, and who's the oc with the ravens because greg roman a lot of, who is it greg roman Greg Roman, who's a West Coast guy, man, he he deserves a lot of credit for recognizing that we can win with this guy. We're going to run some option football and we're going to do some things that are unorthodox and different from the NFL model. And this kid can do it because what it's done is it's simplified their passing game. But Bill Belichick two weeks ago, you know, last week against the Texans, some great defensive minds. They're loading up, worried about him running. So you got eight guys in the box. And then you create one-on-one easy passes, easy reads in the pass game. So right now, you know, knock on wood, hopefully he can stay healthy. And it's been a lot of fun to watch him. You know, hopefully he can keep it going. He's a real, like, joy to watch. Like, I think this is one of the first times in a long time. Like, Aaron Rodgers has this ability. Whenever he's playing, you want to watch because you have no idea what he's going to do. Like, something's going to happen. Pat Mahomes is the same way. Lamar Jackson, exact same way. Whenever he's on the field, I'm like, I want to see – what this dude does with the football every single time has the opportunity to bang, bang out the gate. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, you're right about Aaron Rodgers. Of course, I think Dak Prescott with the way he's playing oh, right yeah, now, yeah. Dallas is becoming that. And I love, I, I love Mahomes. I mean, Pat Mahomes with whether it's a no look pass or it's a, a jump pass that he throws 35, <laughs> 40 yards. How in did the he air. not win in college? What's that? How did he not win in college? It seems like Cliff Kingsbury is doing well with Arizona. He had Pat yeah. Mahomes. How did that not become like a super successful operation? It was almost like we didn't really talk about him a whole lot. I mean, he was a great player, but you know how it is. You yeah. kind of get to those those teams that are winning four and five games, and they're kind of off the grid a little bit. He was putting up ridiculous numbers. Here's the thing, Pat. Almost everybody that ran Cliff's offense put up ridiculous numbers. So you just didn't know. Is he just another one of these quarterbacks that's in that Texas Tech offense, or is there something special about him? Again, Andy Reid. Think about Andy Reid's background, where he grew up in the coaching tree with Bill Walsh and the whole West Coast offense. How does he reinvent himself and say, hey, man, we got something special here. I'm going to change my ways of the last 30 years, and I'm willing to learn and and adapt and change. He runs basically a Big 12 offense now with, with Mahomes and more power to them. I, I think these guys who have the ability to reinvent themselves um, just are able to stay with the game. And uh, Andy Reid's another another great example of that. Kicked Alex Smith out of town after almost an MVP yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Dude almost learned, had an MVP yep. season. Alex Smith is like, all right, I finally found my home here. I'm doing good. My life is good. You had an almost MVP yep. season. I'm going to go have a good off season here. Probably travel a little bit. Hey, yeah, by the way, travel right over to fucking Washington. <laughs> <laughs> you are hot, dude. That That's was so w- true. And then when it happened, I, I'm going to be the – I was the first person who was like, what are they doing? This guy had an MVP season. We had a caller call into our show, our serious show, from Kansas, and he was like, Pat Mahomes is going to win the MVP next year. And I'm like, get out of here, dude. This guy hasn't even played yet. And then he starts playing, and the guy called me back like two weeks into the season. He was like, Pat Mahomes is going to win the MVP. I guess whenever these, like the fans and even his teammates would see him in practice, it was like a show. Obviously, he was playing exactly like he's playing now, but just in practice. I couldn't even fathom what that did to Alex Smith, by the way. If you're a starter and the backup is doing that, you have to up your game. Like You have to, or you're going to be out. You're either going to up your game or you're going to be gone. That probably helped Alex Smith, by the way, to play football. But, boy, what a good decision it was for them to move on to old Patty Ketchup loving Mahomes. Yeah, Gutsy decision, but it paid off. Like we said, he's he's become must-see TV for sure. You like you you like Dak, huh? I you know I 
I, I'm not like a guy that's jumping up and down, but I like the combination of Dak with Zeke when they're healthy. Um, I, I'm not a big Cowboys fan, but I, I, I like oh, when they're winning. Don't say what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want us to dump that? Do you want us to dump that? That's America's team, dude. Do you want us now, to? Now, here's the thing. Are you a big Cowboys fan? Uh, <clears throat> this is obligatory cowboy talk brought to you by Pat McAfee. <laughs> I like when the Cowboys are playing good football strictly because they're on national television every they single week. The and they move the needle. So if you're a Cowboys fan, love what you guys got going on. If you're not a Cowboys fan, completely understand where you're coming from. <laughs> Back to they're, they're, they're like the Yankees and Duke basketball, right? Oh, yeah. Like you either love them. They're very polarizing. You either love them or hate them. They move the needle, though. I am actually sent an email on a daily basis to make sure I get obligatory Dallas Cowboy talk because the world wants to hear it. So I'm told. So, so who would we put in that category? You think? You think uh, in the NBA is there a team? Is it the LeBron? Lakers? It's just LeBron. I don't. I don't think what team it is. LeBron. I think it's, it's just, just LeBron. It's just LeBron. Yeah. Like I think there's things that are listed on boards of people that make decisions, and it's like, all right, what do we got here? Uh, Dallas Cowboys, Tim Tebow, LeBron, uh, yeah, anything? Yankees, Tiger, Yankees, mm-hmm. bang, bang, bang. The, just, is there a college football team that fits that category? Alabama. Alabama. It has to be Alabama, I'd assume. That, Alabama, you, you even yeah. said it earlier. You say, talk about Alabama and move the needle. That's that's it right there, what you just said. Yeah. Once again, we interrupt to tell you that most guys have tried different ways to last longer in the sack. But thinking about baseball doesn't always work. The folks at Roman, an online men's health company, are changing the game with Roman Swipes. The secret to longer-lasting fornication. Mm. Do you say the Pledge of Allegiance in your head? Uh, Pledge of Allegiance to the... Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Do you count backwards from 10? That's only 10 seconds. Let's hope you're lasting longer than that. Roman Swipes are a clinically proven way to last longer in the sack. They're effective, easy to use, fast-acting, and doctor-recommended, but don't require a prescription. Roman can ship swipes to you in discreet, unmarked packaging, and each swipes packet is small enough to hide in your wallet for whenever you need it. Swipes are great. They will not transfer to your partner, so you can last longer without worrying. They're super easy to use. Just take the swipes out of the packet, apply, let it dry, and you're good to go. That's it. Keep Roman Swipes in your back pocket for longer, better sex, and get yours fast with free two-day shipping by visiting GetRoman.com forward slash USA. That's G E T R O M A N dot com forward slash USA. The sensation will not transfer to your partner. Mm-hmm. So you can have longer, better sex without ruining anything for anybody else. Thanks to our friends at Roman. Get Roman dot com forward slash USA. If you're going to fornicate, point on a fornicating show. <laughs> That's good. That should be their tactic. That's very good. I think so too. Back to the convo. Herb Street, anything else in your life we should talk about? Anything cool you do, you've done or did? Um, I think I'm good, really. I think uh, I just want you to be on the show this week. We're enjoying having you. I think I am. Good. If you're not, I'm going to make a call. No, I think I am. I got a call today and a text today that said, would you want to? And I'm always like, yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Best show on television. Would you like to be on it? Uh, yeah, I would yeah. love to. I'm in, yeah. Where do I sign up for that? I would love to. So I think it's going to be a good time. I think I'm coming out there. Well, I know you guys, you know, got a lot of flights to catch and things like that, but you may want to consider staying around for this game, you and your your boys. You may want to stick around and watch this one. What time's the game? Uh, Noon, right after the show. Oh, we could, too. Oh. I got to go to NXT. I got to go to wrestling on Saturday night (laughs) in Chicago. (laughs) 
So I think. Oh, see, that's an easy flight. <laughs> that's an easy flight. Indiana to right here. I mean, it's an easy little pop yeah. through. Yeah, you got an easy week this week. That's easy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Waco is a haul down there. I, I, yeah. It is a haul. It's way <laughs> the, it is way down there. It's nice. Yeah. Beautiful city. Good people. Way down there. Good, yeah. Good. Yeah. It was, a, it was a little bit of a haul. What would it take you? About an hour, 45, two hours? Two. Yeah, two hours. And I didn't, couldn't shower after the river, you know what I mean? So I was just sitting there baking in that stuff. <laughs> that felt good. Oh, it felt great. My hair was disgusting. <laughs> and I, I literally was sneezing it up. While you were calling the game that night, I was sitting at home, and I, like, woke up from a nap, and I, like, sneezed, and I could just taste it just running down <laughs> oh, my throat. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, there's the Brazos. <laughs> there it is. And then they lose. How many guys travel with you? Um, it depends where. Like, to game day, it's only me, Zito, and Foxy because we're not recording anything audio-wise. Whenever we got to do audio stuff, then you got to bring in the ties, and then you got to bring in the swing man. It's just – it depends on which trip and how many. But normally, Zito, Foxy, and Ty are with me most trips, and game day, it's just Zito and Foxy. So so is your plan in the NFL – how many years did you play? Like, 15? I mean, you played forever. Like, Eight. Okay. Yeah, huh? So you're, you're pl- as you're planning in, in the NFL, and you're thinking about getting into media – are you thinking all along, I'm going to get into uh, my own radio show? Are you thinking, I'm going to get into a podcast? Are you th- what are you thinking? Because it didn't take you very long to build you know, an enterprise. So while I was in – so Pat McVeigh has been around since I was playing in the NFL. I had a merch company that I sold T-shirts that sponsored a car in the 100th running of the IndyCar called ShirtsForAmerica.com. Um, it was a t-shirt that only served, uh, uh, sold shirts for America for two weeks. And it cost me 250 grand to sponsor Connor Daly's car in the hundredth running of the Indy 500. He didn't have a sponsor two weeks out from the event. Right. So he was like, wow. I don't, yeah. he, Indiana kid, hundredth running of the Indy 500. Hootie and the blowfish was going to be there. I mean, it was a big deal. <laughs> 300,000 people coming and this Indiana kid who's, who's a friend of mine didn't have a sponsor. So I was like, how much is it? He was like, 250000 I was like, let me sleep on it. <laughs> so the next morning I wake up and I call our now CFO Phil. And I forget what year this is, sixth year in the NFL, probably fifth year in the NFL. I called my CFO Phil, who's my accountant at the time. I was like, uh, I need to start a company up today. And he was like, for what? I was like, uh, we're going to sell shirts. And he was like, what about? I was like, well, the racism memorial do we get? Shirts for America. Shirtsforamerica.com. Make the website right now. So he makes it. I give the payment to IndyCar the next day and just a check, like a handwritten check for 250 grand from Pat McAfee, Inc. That was the starter cost for Shirts for America. Then the proceeds were going to be donated. We lost. We lost. I, we lost six figures worth of cash on that. Yeah. And we got crashed out by a Russian. Shirtsforamerica.com yeah. car got crashed by a Russian like uh, like 50 laps in or something yeah. like 100 laps in. Okay. And I didn't even get tickets crazy. to the race. I had to watch outside. <laughs> so that I had that merch company where I continued to sell shirts, though, after that from that company. So I did that. Then I did stand-up where I sold, you know, like 10,000 tickets in five, ten minutes for a tour where I rented the theater, sold the tickets. So I'd been doing a lot of things myself while playing in the league, kind of entrepreneurial. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I kind of expected everything to happen. Not you know, with, with that's all incredible, things, man. I didn't expect game day. I mean, that's... <laughs> uh, but for us, yeah, we just kind of started as a small business. That's why I used to be introduced as everything as small business owner, because that's <laughs> what we were for a while. And then we made it, and it's pretty cool. It's actually pretty cool. And how long have you guys been out on your own doing this now? 
Two years? Well, yeah, one just, year? Year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah. Year and a half. And and the, the challenging part is you get other opportunities is staying where you don't have to be exclusive to one company where you can bounce from one to the next to the next. Herbie, that's, that's a little tricky. Herbie, this has been interesting. So the interesting thing was I had to go shake all these people's hands, all these executive hands at all these places that told me no coming out. So my agents had me on this handshake tour with all these executives in like LA, New York, everywhere. They're like, hey, you're going to have to go meet these people. I think we think you could sell you better than we can, which all they wanted to do was introduce me to the people so that those people could see that I wasn't just a madman, basically, I think what they wanted to do. So we're shaking all these hands and in these meetings, people would be like, hey, would you be willing to insert name of one of my six jobs I have right now uh, in the fall. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like any handshakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then we go to the next place. Hey, would you be willing to? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, guys, you got it. And then uh, there was just one particular week where they all came back and were like, hey, we want to do this. We want to do this. We want to do this. And at that point, you got to either, you know, fight or flight, man. And it's like, yeah, Yeah. I I could do them all for sure. And nobody wanted us exclusively which will be a cool conversation down the road, our business, a partnership with somebody. But I've gotten a chance to kind of work with everybody. You know, it's been a lot of fun. But it's been busy as fuck. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, you guys are crushing it. It's been been a lot of fun to have you, not just with game day, but everything you touch, man. You guys are, you guys have got it rolling right now. Well, we're a bunch of dumbasses. At some point, (laughs) some point. How great is it to do something you love, by the way? It's cool. I mean, Hopefully, all your guys in there in the room there love what they do, but I, there aren't a whole lot of people that actually love what they do. Well, I think I think also people who think that people do what they love, right? They they think that okay, since it's what you love, you're not working your ass off. It's like no, no, because no. I love it, I'm actually working harder. I, I think that's yes. kind of the thing. So like exha- exhaustion is a real thing. Being, yeah, you could sleep up for two or three hours a night, you know, on certain weekends or certain nights, and like be okay because you love what you do bingo you know I mean? that's like yep. those game days those game days i'm running on like probably four hours of sleep each time but as soon as i get there i'm just like oh this is the coolest this is the coolest thing ever like hey yeah. body figure it out we got <laughs> we got time to go here it is it's awesome i i'm enjoying the hell out of it how'd you get into tv i i got into local radio uh for about a year or two in ohio in ohio i got done i got done playing yep and started to do local radio, making $12,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Fresh out of college, 12 Gs. Coming out of college, living on that scholarship check. I thought I was like really rich. Uh, <laughs> I had a couple roommates and I, I could have done that really forever. I, you know, I enjoyed doing talk radio, uh, did afternoon drive in Columbus for about 15 years. But my first year or two, I would do sideline reporting for Ohio State uh, Radio. Um, and Eddie George is when he was running to go on to win a Heisman. And I kept bumping into Jack Root, who was down on the sidelines every game. And he'd see all my radio equipment, my headphones. He's like, what are you doing radio for? You got to put, got to do some TV. So he kept telling me that I'd finally just put a fake tape together. Um, went to an empty Ohio stadium in February and did a couple fake reports because I had no TV experience. I asked Eddie George and Joey Galloway, who were, who were college players at the time, they're getting ready to go to the NFL to, come in and I created a show called Buckeye Corner and we did about 10 or 15 minutes with those two guys. I just trying to think of anything I could do to put a, a tape together. I didn't even know what a tape was, but I, I, I had a couple guys that gave me an idea. I had no agent. So I just put all that on a tape and sent it to ABC Sports and, and ESPN and never heard back from ABC Sports and ESPN uh, asked me to come in for an audition and they had a new TV station coming out called ESPN2. 
years ago, and they um, ended up hiring me to do sideline reporting for the um, for the first for their first year, which was 1995 season. Wow! And the greatest thing is they're they're offering me this, the job o- over the radio, and or over the the uh, the phone. And they're like, we're going to pay you $850 a game. And like, uh, as they're at talking, I'm like writing down 850 And they said, we'll do 15 games. I'm like, $850. <laughs> 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 trying, to, trying to add that to my 12000 that I was making. I, I didn't even hear the rest of the conversation. I was like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Carry the one here. Yeah, that sounds like a deal. That sounds like a deal to me. The thought yeah. of you creating a fake show. To cut a clip yeah. to mail to somebody. So, uh, welcome back to the weekly Buckeye Corner. I'm Kirk Herbstreit yes. here, alongside Eddie George. Ever fucking heard of him? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. The executives had to be like, "Oh, Buckeye Corner. How do we not hear this? This guy's a genius." <laughs> That's beautiful. That's classic. Well, now yeah. you're the voice of college football. That's a real thing. Mm-hmm. The game needs to come back. NCAA 2K. Needs oh to come. man, does it ever? Hey, you yeah. sent a tweet out. It got a lot of action. Did they respond to you? Yeah, yeah, they did. I, you know, th- there's still some things I guess that the PA has to do, and you know, I, I, hopefully it'll happen. But I, I don't think it's a done deal. My guess would be, depending on how the NFL PA moves, will dictate how quickly it, it may get done. Get, I'm guessing a year to two years. Um, but there's still a lot of work that, that needs to be done for it to happen. Why does the NFL PA have any say in something that's happening with the NCAA? I am. I have no idea. I, I think it has something to do with once name and likeness gets gets cleared officially with the NCAA. I, I think. I don't know. I, I will uh, do a little bit of homework and report back when I see you this weekend. All right, man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, incredible story by the way. Buckeye Corner. I think we should open that thing back up this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the voice of college football, Kirk Herbstreit. Thank you, Kirk. Yeah. See you guys. See you this weekend, guys. Yeah, you got it. He yeah. is uh, really good. Yeah. yeah. He loves just, you, too. He's just like, yeah, he's a cool guy, man. I'm lucky, very, very lucky that he has, um, you know, just been. He followed me on the Twitter a couple years ago. And when I saw it, I think it was even one of those ones that follow you where you screenshot it and you send it to your friends like, hey, look who just followed me. This is <laughs> insanity. And then I obviously had followed him since watching game day. And now I got a DM this one time. He was like, he watched a, a video I made or something. He was like, man, what a hilarious angle that you take covering football or whatever. I'm like, oh, I appreciate you, man. Hey, you too, by the way. Like, I want to let you know, you do a great job as well. And it kind of built on, we met on Twitter. Um, <laughs> we met on Twitter. But yeah, I'm lucky. That game, that game day is electric, awesome, dude. Man. It's like a festival. It really is. Like when I said, everybody's happy too. I, I don't think I've ever, you don't see fights at college game day because everybody's like on the same team everybody's rowing the boat in the same direction it feels like except for the opposing fans who get booed out of there but <laughs> it's uh it, ohio state should be awesome this weekend we like we like columbus a lot had yes. a good yeah, time columbus is fun oh there's gonna be a lot of that for me i think yeah <laughs> how can you not <laughs> it's gonna be tough not to just do that because i wish they had a bear claw just like <laughs> oh, <laughs> bears. i have a lot of columbus ohio state friends i'll see if there's anything else that you need to do yeah if you're an ohio state fan please tweet me anything that i need to know about ohio state that should be known and should make it on i feel like i have a pretty good little rolodex of things in the back of my head while talking about football i can slip things in so if there's anything that i need to know about i would deeply appreciate well, you know it. what you gotta do you gotta talk to aj hawk that's yeah 
AJ Hawk coming on show uh, Thursday. Oh. oh, that is not scheduled. That is lost. Maybe Friday. He should come on Friday. Yeah, for sure. Let's hope that he's not busy. The last time I asked him to come on the show, he got a. Uh, he was like, "Yeah, what show am I coming on?" <laughs> it's like the podcast, and he was like, well, "What show is that?" I see you're on ten different shows. I'm like, hey, I don't need your fucking attitude right now. All right, you're just gonna talk on a microphone or not? We're just heating up here. Uh, big thanks to Kirk earlier. Obviously, you heard our reaction to that conversation. What you're about to hear, though, is just some of the dumbest conversation that we've ever had, and the microphones are going to enjoy it. Thanksgiving is just around the corner, which means the holiday season is in full swing. And as fun as it is to eat food and spend time with family, all the cooking, gift shopping, and traveling can be downright exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into in these holidays. Outside of the celebration itself. It's the prepping, it's the cooking, it's the dealing, logistics, and all that stuff. It can be quite exhausting. But don't worry about it because CBDMD has you covered with a powerful sleep product that can help you get the quality rest that you need to survive and enjoy the holidays. CBDPM blends 500 milligrams, 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD with melatonin, valerian root, chamomile, and other sleep-promoting ingredients to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. Okay, so I've been using this for, what, six months now, seven months? Mm -hmm. I love it. It knocks me out. I just now read what's all in it. It makes so much sense why it works so well. (laughs) So not only are you getting CBD, which makes you relax and kind of cool out, and your body recover, by the way, which Mm -hmm. is good. It helps your body and muscles recover. They're mixing that with melatonin, which is known to put you out. Night-night. Valerian root, which probably is another relaxing scent or something like that, and chamomile, which everybody knows is supposed to put you to bed. I mean, it makes so much sense now why I knock out within 30 minutes. You take it 30 minutes before you're about to pass out, and you're ready to go. I love CBD PM. I travel with it. Zeter travels with his, uh, his ball shaver. I travel with CBD PM, so it puts me to sleep on all of our bad hotel mattresses that we're sleeping on. And to make it even easier to try CBD PM or any of CBDMD's premium CBD products, they're offering all listeners of this show 20% off your next order when you use promo code McAfee at checkout. For all you Cyber Monday shoppers, be sure to stop by CBDMD.com on December 2nd to receive free 300 milligram tincture when you purchase a tincture of any strength. But if you're looking for some CBD relief before December, once again, that's promo code McAfee, M-C-A-F-E-E, for a full 20% off your purchase of high-quality CBD oil products from CBDMD. That, that, it does knock you out. Mm-hmm. Take you 30 minutes before you want to go to bed. You'll be out like a light. Like a like light. light. Like a light. Like a light. Like a light. I took a drop of CBD, and I'd be out like a light. <laughs> like, like a light. light. Like, like a light. light. You sleep through the night. That's a big part of it, too. Not waking up all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes you can pass out and then you wake up. I used to take uh, Advil PM and Tylenol PM. It would make me fall asleep, but then it wouldn't keep me asleep. The CBD MD, CBD PM does keep me asleep. Very thankful for them. And I think you should try it out as well. Back to the show. Connor, how you doing, bud? I'm doing well. How are you, Pat? I'm okay. A little tired. A little tired, yeah. 5 a.m. wake up for a get up. Is oh. insanity. So crazy. Hey, by the way, I had a pretty good performance on oh, yeah. Get Up yesterday. Oh, it's yeah. It is. And even in the production meeting, there's some days where I just feel like, uh, like okay, this stuff all seems to be right in my uh, mm-hmm. particular way. Granted, I won't talk. I try to pitch Colts talk in there. I was like, hey, Colts are back, by the way. And they're like, okay. Uh, in the D block. <laughs> so I had to slip that in. Good conversation, though. I enjoy that stuff. And Dan and Rex 
are such an electric group mm-hmm. of humans. And Greeny and Elle do a great job of navigating the convo. I enjoy that get-up show a lot. You mimicking Dan Orlo- I don't know if people have noticed this, but you mimicking Orlowski with your hands when you guys are both standing there is next level. Because I don't think he knows you're doing it either. And then he started doing it to you when you were by the television. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. He's a good time. Dan took some heat today because of the whole thing about uh, – since 2003 mm-hmm. and 2003 the Patriots won a Super Bowl so it was like for me it was just a piece of information that I looked up last week that just so happened to be sitting on the tip of my tongue I'm like oh dummy <laughs> hey Orlovsky if you were playing quarterback for this team they have zero points <laughs> people on Twitter are the best hey ask Orlovsky you're not about the Patriots but how about the end zone huh? <laughs> Orlovsky and I, I get the chance to see his mentions there isn't a lamer group of people than the people that are tweeting or lobster. Uh. <laughs> uh, there's nothing creative coming at him, man. Everything's about him running out of the back of the end zone and all that. I mean, he did have an interesting look, though, with his glasses and that, uh, that sport coat. The issue was his shoes matched his sport coat. Oh. So if you saw his full outfit, I think it got tied together a lot better. But since he's sitting at a desk, you only saw the top. Uh, that makes sense? It's tough. Yeah. I feel like that's Orlovsky in general. Like, people just see a glimpse of him, they're like, eh. But if you, if you see the whole thing and you meet him, and he's awesome. He is very awesome. Yeah. And by the way, not a lot of quarterbacks who've been in the league a long time can take that back and forth, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people can I do also that. enjoy him. He's really good at calling, calling college football games. Too. Yeah, he is. He was sitting in that uh, Death Valley dinner in Clemson in the crowd with mm-hmm. the seniors. So it was uh, the most exciting moment of his life after his kid. <laughs> <laughs> Marrying his, and his kids or whatever. I was I was gonna go ham on that this morning. I was gonna go, most exciting moment of your life was playing with those fucking kids. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome, Pat. Most exciting moment of your life though? Come on, Dan. Come on, Danny boy. <laughs> Dano. I like him a lot. I like Rex too. Mm-hmm. Rex is the yeah, best. Yeah, he's a good time. Hey, he's slimming down. He's the best. He is. Yeah. He's slimming down. His suit this morning, I walked in like five forty five AM, gave him a little pat on the shoulder. There's a lot of space in that suit. So either that's an old suit from back whenever he was monstrous or he is slowly dwindling away which could be the case good for him mm-hmm. he looks good though yeah he, i think so looks he, very good he must be not be going back to coaching remember nick mangold said yeah. that fat rex comes out when uh whenever he starts coaching yeah. <laughs> that is what mangold said mm-hmm. but every single time there's a potential job talk about i think rex mm-hmm. like I, every time i want to be like rex you'd be a good head coach <laughs> or wouldn't you? Be like, hey, you're damn right <laughs> <laughs> Rex was a good head coach. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. He was granted, He was in the Patriots division, which yeah. is always going to be difficult. Went to two AFC championships with the Sanchez. <laughs> he, he beat, beat he Brady did. and Gillette, too, in the playoffs. I mean, he lost those championships, but got uh, there. Nobody else gets him there, though. To the Colts. And the Steelers. Really? Yeah, I was there. Good for us. It's freezing. You played great, Tech. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do shit. I don't think of that game. I think I tackled Antonio Cromartie. Maybe need me in the face. Big shout out to him for that. Can't believe they fired him for kneeling. It's <laughs> the most recent story that came out about him. Um, yeah, I think he would be a good head coach somewhere. I like being around him, man. He started telling stories because Damian Woody was there yesterday. Damian Woody played for him, so they started telling stories about what it was like and the whole thing. It was awesome. It, Rex goes to Damien. Goes tell him about whenever we played the uh, Rex like this. Rex like this moment. I forget what team it was, and Damien was like, "Oh yeah, tell him." <laughs> <laughs> so in practice, I guess Rex told him he was like uh, told the offensive line. He was like, "You guys are the team, and whenever we need a game winning uh, something." I want you to point at where we're going to run the ball, and then we're going to run there, and we're going to win the game. That's our team. Like, that's our team or whatever. So it came down to a game where it was like fourth quarter. 
they needed a first down, the game was over, whatever. And on film, Damian Woody and the other guy, right before the play, like pointed where they were headed at, pointed right at the guy that they were about to double team. Ran right behind him, first down, ended the game. Didn't tell Rex until Rex saw the film the next morning. It was like, these motherfuckers. <laughs> it was like awesome just thinking of Rex, like just talking over there on the offensive line side of the ball. Like, you know what demoralize somebody? If you point right where we're going and then we win the game right there. Probably just said it in like gist or whatever. And then Damian Woody and the guy like in that moment when most people could potentially be typing like, we're going right, yeah, 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 right here. This is what we're doing. Like, what a, that's awesome. And that's the type of thing, though, your team's personality reflects your coach's mm-hmm. personality. And Rex has that very flamboyant, confident uh, personality. I think your team plays a lot better that way. Or you can be Belichick, who is hilarious, by the way. Guy's just cracking jokes up there at the press <laughs> conference. Julian Edelman's going to need to ice his arm, needs a massage. <laughs> Looks like they're fun. having fun out oh, there. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love that he's that petty. Me too. I mean, he's the greatest of all time, and he's being petty. I mean, what more do you want that from is, the guy? That is a perfect concoction. Yeah. If, you have, if you're at the top of the mountain, and you somehow figure out a way to put a chip on your shoulder, right. thinking you have to climb higher, that is magical. And that's what happened with him. He put another chip on it. He doesn't think we have fun. <laughs> Wait till the next time we play. <laughs> We're have a lot of fucking fun. Was that fun, William Johnson? <laughs> I love it, dude. And I think that offense will figure itself out, by the way. I said it on Get Up. I said it on a lot of places. I think that offense figures itself out. And that team, once again, we're back. But Jacoby Brissett, hey, Jacoby Brissett is a game wrecker. He's all the way back, by the way. Hey, boy, Jacoby. Imagine if the Steelers had Jacoby. Oh, oh man. Yeah, boy. we pro- could probably use that 12 of 24 for 140 yards. Easy. Whoa, Easy. Whoa. Did you see the plays he made, Hey, you though? guys came at me first. Game-winning <laughs> plays he made. There was one with a strained MCL where he runs up into a crowd, backpedals, runs out, rolls to his right, throws a dime, totter, thank you very much. There's another one where he scoots in there. I mean, he's just a dog. That's what he is. He's a gamer. I'm just angry because there's one thing to have a bad quarterback, which the Steelers have, but now they have a bad quarterback who everyone hates and makes fun of. So <laughs> it's just like... Walker to the club. <laughs> <laughs> Bear. Die. <laughs> yeah, but mine wasn't the second overall pick of the draft. Oh, so. fuck you. Whoa. Oh, Jeez. Whoa. I thought you guys were in the same club. Jeez Louise. That's not me. Zito immediately after saying it goes, wow. oh, maybe a little bit too much for me. <laughs> Uh, why do you think people people don't hate Mason Rudolph? Do they? Oh yeah, the internet oh, yeah, now because, hates Mason Rudolph. Yeah. His post game presser. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people taking shots. I mean, at he, him. he has no idea how. To, he's either the sweatiest human alive or he has no idea how to put <laughs> chapstick on his lips. <laughs> oh jeez, why are you going after this guy? Like, this is your quarterback. No, he's not my quarterback. He's your quarterback. Doug Hodges is my quarterback. He's oh, a quarterback. Mm, quack quack. And seven will always be my quarterback. So. He might never come back. You see that beard? He's very comfortable. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. So the problem with, with what happened to Ben Roethlisberger, why his elbow's all fucked up, is because he's used to doing nothing in the offseason. He doesn't do one thing until training camp. Obviously, every people, single training yeah, camp. And people have got on him recently for that, and now he started working out in the offseason, and skinny Ben's got a fucked up elbow, <laughs> rolling his whole, ruined his whole career. So you think Fat Fat Ben is back and we are the whole team's going to be back. Fat Ben was the guy that just sat there for that quarterback drill where you're supposed to avoid yeah, yeah. the bads and he just sat there and <laughs> yeah. just yeah. hit him, right? <laughs> this new Ben would have been yogaing all the way yeah. around. We don't need this Ben. Pittsburgh doesn't need skinny Ben. Were we watching uh, Ben at training camp and he was throwing the ball in the dirt? Oh, yeah, he did look bad. Yeah, he oh, works on his bad too throws. Skinny. He says it all the time. That was on... Um, that was, yeah, yeah, the wide receiver. 
<laughs> yes, that's what you guys told me. Yeah. It was on NFL Total Access, and they were at the Steelers camp. Yeah. And Roethlisberger was throwing, which I was surprised about because I heard Roethlisberger doesn't throw. Doesn't. And he was just throwing these balls in the dirt. He threw one into the stands, I think. And I was like, hey, Roethlisberger stinks or whatever. And they're like, no, no, no. He's just throwing them so that the wide receiver has to work a little Correct. bit harder. That's He's what he tr- told us. How do you think the receivers have been so good in Pittsburgh throughout the years? Have they? Yeah. What do you mean, have they? Tony O'Brien. Gone. Manny Sanders. Gone. Mike Martavis Wallace. Davis Bryant. Gone. Gone. Yeah, but how were they good, though? We're not talking about if they're still there or not. Gone. Well, if they were. These guys all, all come out of nowhere and all of a sudden just get good because they're catching balls or thrown in the dirt. No, the Bugatti boys got too big a heads and they had to leave. You can't pay everybody. <laughs> Who are the Bugatti boys? A.B., Mike Wallace, <laughs> Manuel Sanders, Le'Veon Bell. The no-ring mafia. Whoa. Mm. What's your guys' problem on these guys? It, they shed a lot of blood, sweat, and tear for the Bumblebee Steelers. We, don't, we, don't, we are not a happy bunch when winning is not happening. So you're saying the tribe of, of Yenzers right now, the Yenzer tribe. Is done, very done. Because lost to the Browns, and now it's kind of setting in, settling in that yeah, Miles Garrett suspended, but you still have a loss to the Browns on the uh, record. Oh. And your quarterback got bonked in the head big time. <laughs> <laughs> this guy bonk, whack them all. <laughs> you know this guy's a victim of an assault. Oh, and so now we're now he's a punchline. Now we're the oh, bad don't guys? even start, Foxy. <laughs> your fucking team. What do you mean? Well, we lost right. our quarterback. Yeah, Fake broken back. No. He wants out of Detroit, so he fakes a watch broken back. Watch your mouth, all right? You watch your mouth about Matthew Stafford. He would never fake an injury. He wanted to play that game. Doctors wouldn't let him. Toughest dude in the NFL. You know it. I know it. We all know it. <laughs> no one knows it. <laughs> By the way, that's kind of the problem that, that people are having is that nobody did that. <laughs> that he had that broken back. I don't know if that just heals overnight, by the way. He might be done for the year. Yeah. Let him let him sit for the year. Just retire. Might as well at this point. You yeah. guys got something in, in, Dr- in Dr- Jeff Driscoll down there. So. I'll tell you what. Guys playing. <laughs> I just sound like such like a, an Iowa dad. <laughs> sound like remember the Titans, that hey, little yeah. girl. Well, I tell you what. Hey, now, that, that, uh, that, that Jeff Driscoll, he's looking pretty good. You know, He'll take an 18-yard sack on you know, uh, second and two. <laughs> he was all fucking good. Ball up, dude. Jeff Driscoll's about to have broken back too. <laughs> yeah, he, is. he definitely is. Do, you, do they give? I asked you this question on the radio. I didn't get a real answer. Is Matt Patricia going to give another? Given another year, yeah, you have to. You got to give him at least one more year. I think so. I too. think multiple years to. to be honest. Like this is the most Detroit thing ever, though. Literally, I've said this before. They will hire a new coach. Everyone's pumped up. New coach, new era. Will Let's you put go. the camera on you, please? <laughs> Okay, sorry, I'm not. It's very tough to multitask. I've said that before. But this is the most Detroit thing ever. Okay, new coach, new era. Everyone's fired up. First season, ah, they only win three games. That's tough. You know what? First year as his head coach, that's okay. Difficult. Year two, and we'll win like six games, get a bad draft pick. That's okay. We're still getting our guys. We get our guys. We get the defensive line guys. Trey Flowers, I think they paid him $10 billion. Year three. Uh, you know what? Matthew Stafford got hurt. We got to give him another year. Got to give him another year. Year four, they stink. Fire him. We don't give this guy enough time. New coach. Start over once yep. again. Jim Schwartz happened to him. Jim Caldwell happened to him. Matt Patricia, we're going on to year, what, four next year? Year three next year? Uh, we'll give him that. Next year. I think he'll be a later. patriot. I think he's a patriot in the next two years. You guys need to get Nagy. What's that, dude? <laughs> I think he's going to be a patriot in the next two years. <laughs> Matt Patricia's going back. Going back. Josh going back. McDaniels went back. 
Patricia might go back. I think they make him leave for a little bit, get some intel around the league, and then they're back as a Patriot. Yeah, I, we think we've said this on a couple of B flow down in Miami, right? In division, mm-hmm. Josh McDaniel did it to the Broncos whenever the Broncos were good there for a bit. Yeah. Now he's going to the Lions. The only issue is I don't I don't know if Belichick sent anybody. <laughs> to- He's not coming back. Let's find out about those four trucks. <laughs> He's raising his Chernobyl son to be DC. Oh, come on. <laughs> Chernobyl. Oh, oh, no. God. You do not deserve that. So mean. He's got a great jawline, all right? <laughs> Give him a break. <laughs> Just because he got. <laughs> You're a terrible it guy. Like I told you. Will you put him on camera? Through. He's a terrible guy. He's just lashing out. It's that guy on, on the edge. left right there with the beard. He's the one who just said that. The opinions of his do not reflect that of his employer. I would like that to be nice. Yes. You guys yeah. didn't even play yesterday, Tony. Yeah, it's still this week. Still lost this week. <laughs> yeah. It festered all weekend. Hey, you, you guys lost to the Browns pretty bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was kind of tough. Well, Mason Rudolph's the worst quarterback in the league, so. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> I'm so fed up with that piece of shit. <laughs> Best defense we've had. How does he not so get suspended? <laughs> I don't understand it. He started it. <laughs> okay, I thought about this. Got today. 700 people in my mention telling me he started it. So, what's more frustrating as a fan? I have a team that when Matthew Put Stafford put yourself, like yourself on a fucking camera. <laughs> I have a team that when Matthew Stafford was healthy, had a good quarterback, but everything around him stunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zito has a team. That has a terrible quarterback, but everything around him is good. Oh, yeah. What's more frustrating? I would say that you could win with a bad quarterback, great team. You can't win with a great quarterback, bad team. I agree. You think could just have nothing at all. I think it's, it's all fair. Hey, dude. Yo, fuck you, dude. It's probably more frustrating for Zeke because you're one player away from being good versus 21 uh, players away from being good. Yeah. It sucks either way. And by the way, that, that one player that you need to be good was good at one point in his career. <laughs> yes, he was. In recent history. And instead, I was getting benched in fourth quarter. <sighs> Broken hip. No, that's not what they said. That was Tua. Yeah, it was a dislocated hip there for Tua. First half, they said. First half, he injured his hip. Uh, a player need him right in the mm. hip. We're talking Ooh. about fake injuries. I mean, that's actually yeah, that's yeah, for sure. Fake. He came back and played the rest of the game. I don't know. Mm. Not the rest of the game. The last four minutes, he did not. Last three thirty, he did not. Which argue heard it people would say <laughs> the most important time the most important time there. of the game. He refused to go out onto the field or off the field. Eh, both ways. I don't know. And Nicky whispered in his ear like, hey, uh, get the fuck out. <laughs> it's, your, it's your hip, right? He was doing this. Mitchell, we talked about this going in this week. If you have another fucking nightmare game, we got to do something. You see, Did we agree on whether it was your knee, your ankle, or your hip? Is your hip? That's what I thought, bud. Well, we're going to put this lightning rod Chase Daniel in. He'll be able to turn this on bitch around just like he did when he was starting when you were out. Make sure you tell everybody it was your hip, right? All right. Good luck out there. See, I never understood. You know those bubble guys on the sideline? Why can't they just face that to that and we just hear what he said, you know? Yeah. Those sound bubbles. Like, also, those aren't real. You know though, who right? got it? NFL Films got it. For sure. NFL Films has the big boom mics that hang down over everything. Oh. So every once in a while, you'll be having a conversation on the, on the bench. <laughs> you and you're it. like, man, that mother... <laughs> <laughs> Boom, Mike. Man, what are you got? Where'd you come from? The guy's got like a 10-yard... <laughs> and he's got upper his head- deck hanging <laughs> down there. <laughs> and he's got his headphones on, too. So he's like, yeah, yeah, go, You, go. you were saying? Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> he's like, uh, I've been back here 
You know, Zito, maybe you guys could win a game if your kicker would get off TikTok and start hitting some field goals. Was he on TikTok? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, the whole operation was. Eddie Pinedo. <laughs> yeah, I was really ready. I was going to be a kicker for them. That video did very well. 200,000 views. Good for Zito, by the way. Hey, good for nice Zito. Z. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. He hit it. I was supposed to teach him how to kick better. That was back whenever the Goose Island or whatever it was was having the drunk kick. Yeah, the 43 order, right? 43 order to win beer for the rest of your life or whatever. Yeah. I was going to teach Zito how to do it. Connor was holding for him terribly, so I kicked Connor out. <laughs> Very terribly. I come in. I hold for him. I was going to have him kick one, and then I was going to critique, right? Because it's hard to tell you how to kick until you see somebody kick. And it's yeah. like, all right, let's work with your swing as opposed to what an actual swing is supposed to be. Because you don't know. Zito steps up and just bombs it. I'm like, yeah, you're good, bro. 72 yard in my first time. It's Cuban. No, it traveled eight yards <laughs> into a brick wall. What was that? You think just people? Wait, any, what? Anybody from Cuba could just kick a football wall? Yeah. First and foremost, yeah. the baseball Soccer. players. Big baseball place. Big baseball city. Don. Yeah, Cuba, not notoriously known for their soccer team. Not, they, they, well, it's all boxing and baseball, pretty much. So, yeah, yeah it is incredible. So, your incredibly yeah. racist comment yeah. is just not accurate. Well, it's called, he's. Entire time I've worked with him, he said he's great at soccer. So I just I just get down with it. it. I like to get the ball around. Well, I remember he said, "What did yep. he say? Six months of training, he could be in the Olympics. Zero months yep. of training. Oh, for the Olympics. But he yeah. also said the he defense, could start. Defense. He could start let's for a World that. Cup team immediately on defense. On defense. Yeah, yeah let's let's put that in there. Why is that, Diggs? Because he's no, no. He said that, not me. Well, yeah, go ahead, Diggs. What, what what he definitely could not do with that. Oh, why no, not? Why are you saying that now? Because he's obese, fat. Whoa! <laughs> Come on! Jeez! I lost two pods! <laughs> I lost two pods! <laughs> the disrespect in here! Oh my god. Worst show of all time. <laughs> Ty Schmidt, uh, from myself, Connor, Nick, Diggs, Todd, Ty, Zeet, Foxy, and Canadian Gumpy. Welcome back, bub. Uh, we appreciate you for listening, man. Tweet how you're supposed to tweet me something. Somebody's supposed to tweet me a fun fact about Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. chance, right? And these need to be actual facts, not Zeno facts. What does I'm, that mean? I'm a, it means yours are normally completely fucking false. <laughs> Pigs do get sunburned. <laughs> Ty Schmidt, play the copyright free music, please. <laughs>